Okay. What is one of the most memorable moments of your life? I brought this up too, but um, definitely opening up for Mob Deep. That was huge for me because there's such a big influence. But other than that is having uh, my son, my son in my life. Mm. Being born and beside me and uh, showing me his music now because my son actually works on music and that touched me a lot when I when I first heard his music and he said I inspired him a lot. Real talk with Star Scorpio season eight. When I'm scrolling through Instagram, there are certain creators that catch my eye. One day I was doing just that, my normal swipe up, and this artist got my attention. The bars he was spitting on one of his tracks, Breathe, put me in a feel-good moment because the beat was hot and the lyrics were fire. But when I had another listen, I realized this was a deep song filled with a lot of emotion, and I want to learn more. So, head top, welcome to Real Talk with Star Scorpio. How you doing today? Good, Brian. Uh, appreciate you having me on the show. I'm uh... Glad to chat it up and, you know, talk about music, my favorite thing to do. There you go, bro. Yeah, I, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. And like in the uh, intro in the intro that I was saying, man, I'm telling you, your music, there's a lot of the tracks I want to break down later in the conversation because, yeah, yeah, yeah. yo, you have that talent. When I bump into artists, when I say bump into, I mean online, that put mm -hmm. me in that 80s and 90s. And I'm hope I'm saying this because it looks like you draw inspiration from some of the music that I grew up with. Um, I have to reach out to these artists, so it's a pleasure having you on, bro. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you're you're right, man. Um, uh, big on '90s hip hop. So if you if you could kind of hear that off of me, it's uh, we'll talk about that more. <laughs> yes. Okay. We're real talk. We, we I like to build a timeline first. So first of all, where were you born and raised? So I was born in um, Mississauga, a little town in Meadowville, Mississauga, um, in Canada. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it's, uh, it's a little gritty. It's not like the projects or anything, but, you know, um, I, I, I was born and raised there. Um, all my friends were there. Uh, just a lot of memories there. And I just, I rep it to the fullest, man, Meadowville all day. Yeah, I know Meadowville. I used to go to Saga a lot back in the days. First, let me get your age so I know like uh, the, the gap we have because i'm 49 and you are i'm 34 man so 34. I'm, I'm a bit younger yeah yeah but i yeah. know you have the influences from um the past too but um how was family life growing up man do you have siblings yeah i have a brother uh and all that um just one brother he's about 36 now mm -hmm. um yeah we're super tight grew up together we had a lot of the same friends and all that mm -hmm. um uh, my parents split when I was about eight. Yeah. Um, which is all right. You know, it happens. It happens a lot. But um, uh, I still see my mom a lot. I see my dad here and there. But uh, yeah, just a lot of fighting in the house and all that. But mm -hmm. that's life, right? It doesn't always work out with couples, but yeah. everything's good now. Yeah. yeah. So that's good that you had your brother there. And I want to know, because we're kind of the same. I have a brother that's two years older than me. Is okay. your brother younger or so he's sorry? No, he's brother. older, my bad. Older. Yeah. He's so you're just like me then, bro. Like that two year, yeah. it's not even two years, like a year and a bit for me. I don't know about you, yeah. but um, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's why we're super tight, man. And we had the same friends and all that, right? Because uh, we're pretty tight in age. So, uh, yeah, I consider my bro my best friend, one of my best friends. And, yeah, we, we keep in touch a lot. School for you. How was that? Because some of the rappers that I talked to on my podcast, and in the past, I know a lot of rappers from Toronto, English was one of their best subjects, and they got into poetry. But for you, were you did you like school? Or how was that experience for you? <laughs> I hated school, man. But <laughs> you are right about the English thing. Um, English class was my favorite. Art was my favorite because uh, I was into drawing and all that. I, I grew up drawing, making comic books, um, just drawing out comics and stapling the paper together to make it a yeah, comic yeah. book and all that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I've always been a creative type. So um, uh, I did art. I did English. Um, did a lot of poetry that you're talking about, which got mm. me into music. And um, uh, cooking. I did a... I did a culinary to get my credits yeah but like math science i i i'd skip those classes never went uh just be smoking weed in the back just but there's a grocery store uh, across the street from yeah. the school and I, I just i would not be at school i'd be over there just smoking up yeah what wait what school did you go to saint Louis uh gonzaga that's uh by aaron mills you wrote the Aaron Mills way. Okay, so that's where I I, I I couldn't get into the Meadowville School or Carmel or Carmel mm -hmm. or something. So uh, I I went all the way to uh, Saint Aloysius Gonzaga, and okay. I just I hated it, man. Yeah. But uh, still speaking about high school days, um, I was I was killing music. I would uh I'd record in my basement on a dinky mic, like mm -hmm. some crappy quality mic, yeah. and I just burn it on a CD. I'd uh. I'd create my own artwork, which looked like horrible now that I look back at it. Mm -hmm. And I'd cut it out, put it in empty CD cases from CDs that I bought. Yeah. And I'd just hand them out or I'd sell them for five bucks. And uh, people are like, all right, they show me love and all that. But it's just funny to look back at the quality of the music and the, the graphics and art. It's, it's all progression, though. So I like that. And you still have that artwork, right? You still have it so you can look back. I on do, it. man. And yeah, I always go back and look at it. I have it buried and, you know, uh, I'm actually moving right now. That's why the place kind of looks a little all over the place. But um, I have my bin full of full of rhyme books mm -hmm. and I have my old CDs in there and uh, my artwork. I just keep it kind of all in one spot. Yeah. So now the lines are everywhere. My yeah. rhymes are everywhere. They're scattered everywhere. <laughs> well, I like to hear that, though. I like to yeah. hear that, though, because you're yeah. a true artist. So yeah. let's get into this now. When did you first have that um, that buzz, that feel for, first of all, the writing of poetry and writing rhymes and um, thinking that you can, like, hey, I can do something with this? Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, I, like I said, I started with poetry, right? Mm -hmm. um, actually, I told uh to be real, I started writing uh, little stories when I was in um, when I was in school. So I'd come up with story ideas. I'd write down the plot, you know, mm -hmm. the intro, all that stuff, and I started making little stories. And then, um, then I went to poetry, mm -hmm. and people were like, "Yo, that's that's sick, man. That's like some deep, crazy shit, man." Yeah. So uh, I started I, I started listening to rock. That was the first genre I listened to. And then I got into hip-hop. My brother got me into hip-hop. And I remember listening to the song Eminem, Rock Bottom. Yeah. And I was, I was like, uh, I was at a stage in my life where I was kind of down, depressed about the whole breakup of my parents and all that. Mm -hmm. And the song Rock Bottom is pretty deep. It's about, obviously, uh, Eminem 
talking about his family issues and his life. And I just, I'm just like, I'm fucking, I'm going to try and write a song. And that, that was the first song that got me to write my, my very first song. So yeah. From yeah. then on, I just started just every day, just finding beats, getting the instrumentals off like LimeWire and mm -hmm. uh, Napster <laughs> and all that. Yeah. Oh my God, those, those, days. The, those days, man. <laughs> it was those days. Yeah. And I would just, I just, just write all day, every day. Yeah. So Matt, tell me, tell me something, Matt. Um, Cause I, I write poetry too. Right. And I feel like when I have these experiences, you know, like, you know, like the breakups, right. You break up with someone. It's easy to write because you're writing from your feelings of because of your history with uh, your parents and things like that. And how you grew up, was it easy to put pen to pad and start writing rhymes? I mean, it was definitely easy to do it, but I felt like obviously I wasn't, um, I was, I was still a beginner doing it. Right. So I felt like I was slacking on how many syllables I put into one line or if right. I put too much and it wouldn't come out properly. Mm -hmm. So that part's that part is all about the learning process the process of learning it. But like, I still got frustrated, but like I said, I just constantly write and the writing, the writing part was definitely easy for me because it all just poured out. Right. Yeah. But, um, when you, when you're trying to think more creative and this was later on in my, uh, my writing ability where mm -hmm. I start to think about metaphors and uh, more wordplay and punchlines and how to twist things up. Yeah. Now I look at the one I first started to rap, it was none of that. It was just, I feel like this and this is what I'm going to do and blah, blah, blah. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You learned the formula. So who, who did you, okay. Who did you draw from though? Because when we talk, cause I feel the eighties and nineties hip hop in your, in your, in your freestyle and your, your cadence yeah. and everything. Right. Yeah. Who did you draw from back in the day? One hundred percent, all day Mob Deep man. Mm -hmm. Huge, huge Mob Deep fan. R.I.P. Yeah. Prodigy. Um, Havoc was just a disgusting producer. He had that dark ambient, uh, raw drums with the violins and like I don't know. It was just it was it really grasped me when I listened to Mob Deep. Mm -hmm. My all time favorite album was Hell on Earth. One hundred percent. That's still today my favorite hip hop album. Mm. and then um you got prodigy with his his sick rugged deep voice and his poetic like i don't know metaphor his dark metaphors it was just it really it really caught me and uh then i started looking for more uh mob deep style beats as yeah. i was starting to write more mm -hmm. and there it is a huge influence on me but other than mob deep uh non-fiction i don't mm. know if you know non-fiction mm. um jay-z nas obviously Big mm. Pun was a huge influence on me too, lyrically. Yeah. I would just like listen to him and be like, yo, how the hell did he spit that, man? <laughs> yeah. And it would, it would definitely like, uh, you know, expand my mind to try and write something like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of Big Pun, Mob Deep, uh, Jada Kiss, Locks, all that. Yeah. You're naming them all, boy. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, I mean, there's so way, way, way more, man. Way of more, course. but like, those are the, those are the, the, small group of artists that really inspired me of course bro and you know what's crazy anytime i talk about top five with artists or friends there's so many but i always limit it to a certain amount of artists that i like i could give yeah. like 10 and stuff but there's so many as you know right but tell me something i never asked one of my hip-hop guests this my rapper guessed this i did stand-up comedy for like eight years right and okay when i listen to a comedian 
it's almost like because it's your realm, you're studying how they are and how they drop their their punchline, how they deliver everything, how they handle heckles in the audience. So when it comes to hip hop, you know those artists you name? Did you listen to their lyrics over and over and be amazed by them and like, yo, I want to do this. I want to get to that level. Um, 100%, man. I would definitely play it back. It was kind of tricky at the time because it was on a CD, right? So you kind of have to hold and press it to, yeah, yeah. You know, to, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. rewind it. It's not as easy as it is now, right? But um, yeah, I'd be like, did he just say that? And I'd be like, did I take that improperly? So I, I'd, I'd rewind it or I'd start from the very uh, beginning of the song. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I just, I just really grow from that. And that inf like influenced me hard to like come up with create more creative shit. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So you mentioned Havoc. I saw a post where you posted something about Havoc. <laughs> I thought you collaborated with him or something, but what was that yeah, post about? You did, right? Yeah, I have a, no. I have a track one. Havoc. It's called tell The Limit. About, tell me about that, man. So, um, I had a I had a connection with uh, my producer Vocab back in the day, and uh, he knew a manager that could set me up and get him on a on on a track and drop a sixteen bar for me. Mm -hmm. I never actually met up with Havoc and you know went to the studio with him. Yeah, but um, yeah, he uh, he hit me up with the beat. He's like, "Yo, you like this beat?" And I'm like, "Yo, this beat's crazy." And I'm like, "Who who who can you get me on?" Because uh, he had a lot of connections with artists at, at the time. This guy's from New York, Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said Havoc, and I'm like, right there. I'm just like, I'll take it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I, I recorded that track at Metalworks and uh, Mississauga. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Drake recorded there. A lot of big artists recorded there. I did it all professionally mm -hmm. and uh, got Havoc's verse sent to me and uh, got it mixed and mastered in, into the into the track. And that was it, man. Yo, big ups, big ups on that one, man. Yeah, uh, yes, man. You know how you... We're listening to some rappers, right? I want to understand when you started listening to rap, it sounds like you started with the East Coast. Even though I'm a little bit older, I got introduced with East Coast from the Big Daddy Kane era, right? Okay. And then, you know, the West came in, but I was still an East Coast head. But, you know, I I do like some tracks from Dre and Snoop and Exhibit, all these West Coast rappers. But for you... Do you take anything from the West or even when the South dropped or are you mainly that cadence with the East? I mean, West Coast was never really uh, inspiring to me uh, lyric, lyric wise, I would say, you know, I'm saying yeah. like East Coast was uh, like you have Cormega, you have a lot of people from uh, Queens that inspired me. So you have Mob Deep, you have Cormega, mm. you have uh, Noriega, mm. um, The War Report, that's one of my top albums too. Yeah. The ignored the infamous mob like they their sound and their lyrics inspired me to write better but mm. west coast was something i just put on and just vibe and just yeah. be like you know but um speaking of west coast uh exhibit was one of my my top guys back in the day mm. uh that one track he did uh what you see is what you get now is just that turned me up bro i'm yeah. just like this. <laughs> so definitely west coast uh it's something I, I listened to a lot back in the day, but mostly East Coast, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And then when M came in, how'd that make you feel, man? Because when, when I heard when M came in, yeah, Eminem? When Eminem came in, I was like, yo, this guy spits different, man. And I was like, I was an M fan from back in 
when he started. He even came to much music and all that, you know, back in the days, yeah, too, right? Yeah, I don't know yeah, how old yeah, you yeah. were, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, like, like I said, he got me to write my first song. I think I was about four. I think I was 14 um, when I heard Rock Bottom and I decided I'd start writing. Mm. And uh, yeah. Eminem, Eminem's the one who got me to, to write my first song, but I was listening to a lot of hip hop at the time. And yeah, everything started to kind of, you know, strengthen me in that way. Mm. And now, how did it feel when you were first in the booth, like actually recording the track? Did it come it's natural to you? Such a crazy feeling, man. Yo, I got hype with my boys. We, we, um, so like I said, I was recording in my basement on a little dinky mic. Yeah. But then when I got to like an actual studio, and mm. I put the headphones on and you can hear yourself. You can hear the reverb of your vocals and all that. I was yeah. just like, this is crazy. And then you put the beat on and you're just like, yo, it's it's a crazy feeling, man. Yeah. Um, I just, I got addicted to going to the studio after that. It's, it's obviously money and uh, I didn't have that much growing up. Right. So I had to put some money aside and get to the studio whenever I could. But yeah, yeah it's an amazing feeling being in a studio for sure. Yeah, man. And, you you gotta invest in yourself, so you know you have to do it. So that's good that you do it. But sometimes it's hard, man, to get that coin, man. But for you now, I'm a beat guy, right? Yeah. So I'm telling you, bro, when I'm telling you, when I when I scroll past your page and I and I heard that track, and this morning I was going crazy. I was on Spotify, <laughs> listening to all your tracks. Where you at? Take me away. You did some. People, people were, uh, what do you call it, featured on your in some of your tracks. And I was like, yeah, this is sweet, man. But when I was going through, I was like, I'm a beat guy. So it attracted me. How do you pick your beats? Like, how do you know, like, this is the one you want to spit on? Honestly, I, I usually aim to, towards um the more deep, darker, sad, emotional type vibes. I, I have a problem kind of getting out of that element and trying to do something, doing something more like, you know bumpy and a bit more commercial right it's yeah. hard for me to do that but i am sitting on a couple of tracks where i'm like yo this could be on the radio like there's no doubt about it it could mm -hmm. definitely be on the radio uh if i if i promote it properly and if i have some connections 100 i'll get it on the radio i'm not i'm not doubting myself on that but um i usually aim towards uh the the, the, the hard drums the violins the pianos those melodies in my beast i just it, it pulls me right into it and i yeah. just you know yeah yeah you got that ear for it man you know yeah, I, mean, I can tell yeah. man i can tell can you tell me now like I, it's kind of emotional too like when i was going through breathe man and then you made reference to your mom and your pops and then some yeah. of the lines there i had to write them down man the look good okay. eat good feel good that's yeah. a part of success i was like this is deep man can you tell me about that song? What made you write it and reference your family members like that? Yeah, uh, it's just uh, whatever, kind of whatever you're going through in life, man. Just, you know, take one second, take two seconds just to close your eyes and just just inhale and exhale and be like, yo, things are going to get better. Yeah. I had a rough couple years, man. And um, I just started to, to tell myself, you know, tomorrow's a new day and things are going to get better and just, just breathe, man. And that inspired me to write that song. Mm -hmm. And uh, everyone has, not everyone, but most people have family issues, uh, you know, uh, drug addiction problems. It's it's whatever you're going through, man. Like it, it can get better if you choose to, you know, keep your head up and make it better. Right. Yeah. 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 When I, when I put your, 
your teaser out to this to this podcast. I'm going to take something from there and then something from our interview because I I really appreciate that track, bro. So, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you love it, man. Really am. Uh, yeah. it, it's, it's one of my top songs right now. People are loving it, so. Yeah. And what's yeah. out right now? Where where you at? Is that the where you at? Yeah. I just dropped. Yeah, where you yeah. at? I just dropped. It's just uh, kind of short and sweet. Um, it's another kind of motivational song, like what you're doing in life, where you at? Like you know, speak about it, step up, keep uh, aiming towards your goals, and show the world that what, what you're here for. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah. And then tell me something. You, you, I like I like your story though, like you, how you started first, and then when you did your first in the booth, and you're it's a different experience with the headphones. You hear that beat and everything. What about on stage now, bro? Was it natural for you? Um, I won't lie. I always get the butterflies before I hit the stage. Um, but you know what? I've I've always had a problem speaking in front of crowds as a young as a young kid. I'd freeze up. I'd I'd sweat. I would feel like I was gonna faint. But the, the the fact of the music, the the beat being behind me, mm-hmm. and a crowd in front of me waiting me, waiting for me to rock this beat and just rip it, it's, it's it, it takes over. You know what I mean? And yeah. it, it hypens me up. I just go on stage and I kill it. I've obviously made mistakes on stage. Every rapper does. Every artist does. But yeah. you learn from it. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing I've learned is how to cover up, cover. Oh, really? up. Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but um. I don't I don't perform too much to be honest. It's kind of hard to get shows now. It's it's a lot of pay to play uh type deals. So oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm still killing the music, putting out music, and when I get the opportunity to, to perform, I, I'll I'll hop on it if it's the right deal, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I dig that, man. And you know, I just gotta reference what you said there because it hits it hits deep with me, man. I I get emotional easy because when I was in public school, I hated reading because i screw up on the words and then the teacher picks you out one by one to read and i'd be sweating and i'm like i don't want to read yeah and when it comes to comprehension sometimes it takes me a while to understand something you know what i mean and it puts you in a bad place mentally but that's why comedy was my exit and i got the butterflies going on stage but when you're on stage it's like you said it's like something takes over and it's like you're a different person i so I'm I'm glad you shared that, man. That yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I think this is a perfect time now, man. So I created this question, um, three seasons ago. I want to see how you would answer this because this is going to be interesting, man. It's a would you rather question, right? All right, cool. Would you rather visit your younger self and give them advice for the future, or would you rather visit your older self? And have them give you advice for what's going on right now. Definitely my older self, one hundred percent. I've I've obviously learned a lot, and I was a bit of a savage when I was young. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be better now, you know. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. Now, based whatever my my guest chose, younger self or older self. These next four questions is about your younger self. Okay. What would you tell your younger self about money? About money? Definitely budget that and don't blow it. Think about your future, put money aside. Um, It's not all about how you look. It's not all about looking like you have money. 
It's about investing and putting it aside to something that could grow and you'll be set for your future. Mm, 100%. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What would you tell your younger self about family? Keep them close. Tell them you love them. Um, you know, visit as much as you can in, if, if you're not living with them. And uh, just, yeah, just love them, man. Love mm. your family. So, nice. Nice. I hear that a lot from people, man. Yeah. What would you tell your younger self about friends? That, yeah. watch your back, you know, like, you know, yeah. keep that third eye open, man. Uh, yeah. keep, I, I'd say I'd be, I'd be honest. Keep your circle, keep your circle tight. Um, I've had, I, I have a, I've had a lot of friends, but a lot, a lot of, you know, either stabbed me in the back or done, done things to me. And now I keep my circle tight and I just keep the people that I grew up around. And I know that are solid people who I could trust. So I just keep them keep them around that's it mm. i don't need a lot of friends no more you know yeah i get it i get it yeah. last one what would you tell your younger self about love maybe wait until you're about 30 to fall in love to be honest man <laughs> yeah. enjoy enjoy your time young uh have have fun um don't go too crazy but you know have fun you don't need you don't need love at such a young age, man, because like kids, kids could get confused and not know exactly what they want. Just enjoy your life, work hard, make money. Uh, you're destined to uh, achieve what you're here for, which is creating something, your job, whatever. And then mm -hmm. focus on your love life after that. That's what I think. Yeah. 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 Understandable, man. Understandable. Okay. Thanks for, thanks for answering those questions. Now back to okay. the music. So for the love of yes, music, what do you have going on right now? So I know where you at is out now, but what projects are you working on? I don't know if you want to talk about it, but um, you can let the people know anything that you have. I'm keeping pretty. I'm keeping pretty quiet on what I'm working on right now. Uh, I got a couple more singles I'm gonna drop, mm -hmm. and then um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take time to soak life in, uh, and. I'm uh, I got the beats for my new project that I'm working on. I don't got a name for it yet, mm. but like I said, I'm just I'm gonna soak in life for a bit, and then when the time is right, I'm gonna start writing to all those beats and make sure it just comes out naturally without forcing it, without feeling rushed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yo, so, you, uh, you said a good thing there, bro, because yeah. I notice even with my day job or with the podcast or whatever I'm doing. I notice I don't when I'm not in the right headspace, I don't want to put pen to pad or think of ideas for something. It's got to be the right moment. So what you said that I can relate fully, man. 100%, man. There's always you do, you don't got to feel down about yourself when when you're having a day where you can't where you can't sit down and write or create something or make a beat like your 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 time will come the next the next day or you know maybe even a few days later. You don't need to rush everything and keep dropping consistent work like take time to soak life in because that's where you get the creative ideas from it you know what I mean? you're so, so right man you're so right you're so um right. thanks for sharing that too now no have you been to the different states and performed or got your music out there so have you been there physically to do anything or have you sent your music to different artists to different um, producers out there right now 
I really, I really try and promote myself. Um, I don't have a manager or anything. It's, mm. it's hard to be an artist and promote yourself, but I do it as much as I can when I have the free time. Uh, thank God for social media, obviously. Um, yeah. I'll go on different pages of producers, of uh, people that follow other artists, and I'll just, you know, I'll hit them up and I'll be like, I'll, I'll just be honest. I'll be like, I'm not trying to spam you. I just want, I'm just trying to get my music heard. Tell me what you think, if you like it or not. If you don't, then it's all good. Yeah. 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 That's, you you got to do that. So we're so lucky. Like this whole social media is a blessing and a curse, right? But without it, I didn't even know if I'd be doing what I'm doing. I've interviewed people in my podcast in Israel, in Dubai, in the States. But if someone has to come to your location, I don't have no money to fly people out. You know, it's weird, but. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, man. yeah it's, a, it's a blessing having social media for, for what we do, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what's yeah. funny? You referenced LimeWire and Napster. <laughs> I used to download music all the time back in the day. And mm -hmm. so were you always, not a techie, but were you always in the know when social media came about? So when Facebook hit, when Instagram hit, were you on it right away to do your thing with the marketing part of it? Um, I was on MSN when I first started doing hip hop. Yeah. Holy shit, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, when Facebook when Facebook came out, I was I got got on that instantly and uh, started promoting my music on there, mm -hmm. but. Uh, to be honest, as I got older and uh, IG came out, that's where I really got a lot of feedback from people about my music and uh, more of a following uh, rather than Facebook and MSN yeah. and all that. Yeah. So IG is where I get my love. And then in person from, you know, f fans and family and friends, it's, it's like that, right? Yeah, trust me. I don't I really don't like Facebook. I just promote on there, but I don't like yeah. it. IG yeah. is my only thing. I don't even have Twitter. I don't like Twitter either. Nah, but right. but YouTube, I like having the YouTube just for the, the video factor. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. And you know what I do miss? You know, back in the days where they used to shoot these wicked videos, man. Wicked videos, well produced, you know, all the hip hop artists, and you're looking for that video. Is that mm -hmm. one thing that you do? Because I'm not sure. I didn't do that research part. Is that something you want to do or have you done where you shoot a video for your um, track? I, I have I have a lot of videos. Um, I have a, I want to say a lot. You know what I mean? I've been rapping since I was 14, but I have, I probably have like 12 videos. Not all of them are up on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I, I used to go, my stage name used to be Dirty, D-U-R-D-Y. Yep. And then I switched to that head top about two years ago, actually. Mm -hmm. So I took a lot of my my uh, songs down where I was dirty on YouTube, and I left a few up that I have that that I really like still. But um, to be honest, I, I feel like having content of uh, visuals is very important, and that's what I'm trying to work on more. Yeah, yeah. just getting the right tracks, um, right the right tracks recorded and. Uh, the right visuals to back them up you know what i mean of course of course so that's kind of my next move mm. i i was gonna ask you that but you touched on it how did first of all dirty was your name and then you switched to head top how mm. did you get dirty you said because i read the bio on you right yeah um, everyone used to reference you by dirty how'd you get that and then how did you come up with head top because i kind of like how you have the three you know on the instagram you know what i mean Eight. yeah 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 he has a I mean, like, 
people people call me dirty just growing up like people still call me dirty it's kind of like it's just my nickname man right right but um it kind of it came off of like, yo, this guy's got dirty bars. Every time I'd freestyle or spit, they'd be like, yo, this guy's dirty. I just feel like, all right, yo, that's kind of a sick name to kind of have for now. So, uh, yeah, I've had that. I've had that for a while. Um, I've had stupid little names when I first started rapping, like gifted and like owns or devil something. I don't know, like little stupid names, but yeah. D-U-R-D-Y dirty. That was, uh, yeah, that's for probably about, 16 years i had that name oh wow yeah so then i don't know one day i just kind of like i redid my ig i'm like i i just want something that could stand out more and pop out more and uh head top was brought up to me um me and my boy were actually talking about it. he's like yo you know would be a sick name is head top and i thought about it too i'm like yo obviously everything i create comes from the top of the dome man so it's like all right, I'll do a head top and I'll switch up the look of it and I'll put put a three in it. Turn turn the e, uh, turn the e the other way or something, you know. So yeah. And I thought about the three. If anyone asked me uh, about the three, and I'll just be like, I'm I'm the top I'm the top three best artists in the world. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, a little cocky with it, but, but yeah, um, I like that. Yeah. I like that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, so dirty head top. Now yeah. I'm gonna ask you something, man. Sometimes I ask my guests, if you want to spit a little something here, whether it be written, freestyle, whatever, no beat, right. just yeah, yeah. acapella. Yeah, I could do some acapella, man. Mm. All right. Now let me open up my doors. Come play in my playground with the monkey bars that spiked and the slides go straight down. You're messing with a killer kid. I'm taking the stage now. A monster on the mic and I ain't talking about Space Jam. Look. Four seconds to live. You better hope for hope. Put the grom in your throat. Make your whole dome overdose. So dope, I make a whack rapper overdose and half foam drip from his mouth like a soda float. I'm a hip hop guy living where hell's buried, resurrecting Pac from his grave when I hell married. Strap is well carried. You're shooting the shells, barely liquid leaking from every sweat glands. Your cells carry. Giving all these haters swings without the Red Bull, then cut them off and stuff them on the ground where it's dreadful. Guess the hate and misled you now your head full of bullets with your body covered in red like Deadpool. <laughs> That's a lyrical wordplay. Hey, dog. Yo, thanks for spitting that. Cool. No doubt, man. No doubt. I, I got the juices flowing now. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yo, bro, Matt, tell me something, gotta man. gotta step their bar game up, man. <laughs> there you go. Tell me something. Have you, have you, okay, you came up rapping, but did you have any of your boys with you? Because I want to ask you about battle rap. So one of the last things I want to ask you is about battle rap. Did your boys come up rap with you too? And did you ever battle rap back in the day? And now, whatever. Yeah, I actually didn't bring this up when you brought up the whole high school thing. Um, When I was, when I was putting my CDs out and all that. I'd be in the cafeteria just in sessions and like uh, circles with people. Like you wouldn't expect that I had seen Alo- Aloysius Gonzaga was in like some kind of hood school or anything. But you know, we had we had our uh, we, we had our lunch breaks in the cafeteria and we'd all circle around and I drop I drop some bars over some beatboxes and all that. Um, but the, uh, when it comes to battling, it would be a lot of at a lot of like house parties that I went to mm. when I was young in Meadowville. Yeah. I go to house parties, I drink, I'd be like, yo, who's trying to spit better than me right now? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And one one guy would be like, yo, this guy's this guy boy, uh, he raps over here. Why don't you guys have a battle? And I just rip him apart. I, I'm telling you right now, man, no one I'm not a battle rapper, but like yeah. I will diss you, bro. Like you ain't you ain't better than me. 
Non-medical, yeah. man. Non-medical. <laughs> Yo, so Meadowville is your stomping grounds. But did you come to Toronto, anywhere in the east, in the way, like my end, to, to when it comes to like battling or like when you go out and then you meet different artists and you do that kind of thing? Did that happen yeah, back I, in the days? I, I've had a, all, pretty much all my shows were in Toronto. Um, I, I've had some out in Montreal a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, places like Cornwall, I opened up for like Slaughterhouse when they're when they're a group in Cornwall. Oh yeah. Um, Slain in Toronto. Uh, Ari the Rugged Man in Toronto. A what? Lot of, whoa, whoa, whoa! Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah Ari the Rugged Man at the Comfort Zone. Man, he performed. Holy so shit. I opened up for him there. Mm-hmm. I actually opened up for Mob Deep, bro, and uh, I think it was in Newmarket. That's when uh, before Prodigy passed, and that was that was just the greatest night to open up for Mob Deep, man. Yeah, damn you! You've been around, man. So- yeah, yeah. Like I said, it, it's, it's been a lot of Toronto, a lot yeah. of Toronto shows, and uh, meeting people outside when I'm done my set, mm-hmm. and uh, spin some bars, uh, connecting. Uh, you know, producers are there and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of a lot of things like uh, the red carpet awards at Mike Guts. I don't, I don't know if you know Mike Guts. No, no, I he don't. Did a, he did little things like uh, the red carpet awards where he hands out little trophies for like uh, the best new video or the best new song of the year, mm-hmm. which was super cool. Shout out to Mike Guts. Um, and uh, another one was uh, So You Think You Can Rap Canada that I did, and uh, I won third place. I think I should have gotten first, to be totally honest. But I think there was a little backstory behind why that guy got first place. Okay. I'm not gonna get into it though. Okay. But okay, um, but yeah, I got third place off that. I got a little trophy, which was it was a cool experience, man. And mm-hmm. I, I made a lot of connections from that. So yeah, yeah. So do you find that people seek you out when you're on? your social media page or anything like in your dms like how i like how if i saw you i'm gonna just do my podcast but i was like this guy has talent i want to reach out to him do you find that different artists seek you out for features or producers like yo i want to do something with you it's a lot of it's a lot of producers a lot uh i don't really get many artists that come up to me and uh ask me to be on a track or Mm. you know it's a lot of the producers hit me up looking to you know either make money off it or they, they actually take us take a minute to listen to my work and be like, yo, actually you sound dope on my beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the last questions I'm going to ask you, what do you think of, um, so I was, I got into battle rap a while ago. Like I was addicted, right? I forgot what it was called now, but. KOTD kind of. No, stuff oh, like, like, this is what I'm leading to, but the American one, I forgot what it was called. So I use math alpha and all them and. Yeah, what's it called? Smackdown, I believe. Yes, I think that's it. So Matt Matt Hoff, all these guys, man. I used to watch them. And then I said, is it King of the Dot? KOTD? KOTD, yeah. Yeah. So what did you think of the come up? Like, you know, the Tory Lanes and all them. I wasn't into Tory Lanes back in the day. I'm I'm still not into him. But um, I know a lot of people like him. But a lot of the rappers that I didn't know, I'm a little old and I stopped following it. But it seemed like you were you you're in the know. So what do you think of the rappers coming up in Toronto at that time? You know, in the five to ten period, year period. Yeah. Um, fun fact, man, I actually opened up for uh Tory Lanez before he blew up. <laughs> wow. I actually have a song with him on YouTube. Uh it's was it's when I had the name Dirty D U R D Y. 
Yeah. And it's with this with a bunch of other artists. It's Tory Lanez, Jay Rez, uh, Gully the Kid, who actually is a host of KOTD. Yeah. And uh yeah, that that that's a little fun fact of the day. But um sorry, the question was uh what do I what do I think of yeah, Toronto like, artists? Like the days? Toronto artists that hold because t- there was a movement, I think, even though I'm older, but when I was watching KOTD and then I heard about all these artists. I'm hearing different names and I start hearing the names over and over. And like you were saying, like before Tori blew up, you know, I started hearing his name too. Right. But mm-hmm. um, how was the Toronto scene now? What do you think it is like? I mean, it's a lot different from when I grew up and I listened to uh, a lot of Toronto artists like uh, Camouflage, Kangas Gone, um, Citizen Kane, Point Blank. Yeah. Uh, right, right, obviously right. there was Shark, uh, Chocler and, uh, Artists like that. It was it was it was just more of a raw sound. Now it's now it's a lot of the Toronto slang, um, mm. and, and the trap sound to me. You know what I mean? It's not really raw hip hop to me anymore. Yeah. But um, I'm not hating on it. You know, I of course, I I, I like the new the new music, but I w- wouldn't really call it hip hop. I just stick to the trap terms of it. You know, like that's just how I feel about that. Yeah. I don't listen to many Toronto artists, so to be honest. Yeah, I understand. You know, one thing about music is I used to be in that space, you know, with West Coast Cabin and all that. And so I wasn't into that. So I used to like back up the East all the time and I would never listen to new artists. Right. But I kind of like understand over the years, like it evolves and everything. And maybe it's not for me. So that's why I'm still bumping old 90s and even early 2000s. Like when 50 came out, when there's a beat, I still like the beat. Right. And if you oh, can yeah. rap over it, yeah, it's good. But um, yeah, that's that's just me in a nutshell. That's why I don't listen to a lot of new music. But when I hear music like yours and this guy, L.E.B. that I had on, I think I sent you his podcast. I was like, whoa, this is some good stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah. No, it's all it's all about the creative part of it and, or, and what, what sticks out and what makes you think and what you can relate to and how you feel. You know I mean? There's a difference from being able to bump your head and dance to closing your eyes and sitting back and relate to something that, you know, the artist goes through. Yeah. That you're kind of going through too, you know? Trust me. Trust me. Okay. So last question I'm going to ask you before I get into um, the real talk question is what artists would you want to work with in the future? If any. Northside Benji, man. Northside Benji. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, ever, he's new, he's fresh, he's, he's dope, he's different, and he's got that that new sound that I that I that I want to work with. Yeah, I'd rather I'd work beside him for sure, man. Yeah, I heard I heard of him. Um, well, shoot, I was gonna say something before. I can't even remember now. Okay, oh, let me good. just yeah, let me get into this, man. I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this podcast. Hell yeah, man! It's blessed talking with you, bro. Yo, it's beautiful talking to you and. Remember, anytime I have a guest on, if you're doing new things, I don't know, a year from now, if I'm still doing this podcast, I'm going to reach out to you again and we'll touch base, man. Oh, yeah. I love that, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me know. The real talk question. Do you want me to read out the Blue Jays or the Raptors? Two raps. Raps. Okay. What is one of the most memorable moments of your life? All right brought this up too but um definitely opening up for mob deep 
that was huge for me because there's such a big influence. But other than that is having uh, my son, my son in my life mm. being born and beside me and uh, showing me his music now because my son actually works on music and that touched me a lot when I, when I first heard his music and he said I inspired him a lot. How old is he? 15. Wow, that's a good feeling. Yeah. I had him super young, man, but uh mm -hmm. the kid the kid the kid's creative, man. He's got he's got the heart the heart for music 100 percent Amazing, amazing. And you're gonna look out for him, of course, man. It, you, oh, know, yeah, man. you know what's I'll be cool? Breathing is... down his shoulder, making sure he, he sticks with it, you know? Yeah, man. You know what's yeah. cool is when if a father, mother, whoever is in whatever career and then the child is coming up in the same career that parent can give them the direction you know what i mean they should expect their own things but you get a lot of direction right there yeah and and the thing is i never like forced it on my child to get into it mm -hmm. it's just him growing up hearing and seeing me work on it inspired yeah. him to start doing it so i'll always be there to guide him when he needs it sweet sweet what's his name shout out shout him out Simon. Simon. Nice. Yeah. Big up. Shout out to Simon. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do the donation now. Everyone knows I donate Let's to a go. charity. Yes. But first, let the people know where they could find you. Uh you can find me on IG head top uh official. It's H three A D T O P and then official. Uh, Spotify, it's head top. You know, just just type head top in Google, and all all the links will pop up. <laughs> That's what I did this morning. I already have you on Instagram, but when I just googled it, I was like, Phew. "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Could find everything on Google. Mm -hmm. Okay, the last thing I do is the donation. So for season eight, um, it's Kawartha Lakes Animal Wellness Society Claws. It's Make a Wish Foundation and the Fundraiser Warriors. These four boys, I had them on my show, and uh, they raise money for a lot of charities, especially sick, sick kids. So um, by the one you want me to pop, I'll see who I'm donating to. The left, the middle, or the right? Let's go middle. Yo, a lot of people go middle. Let me see. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Season eight, episode three, Star Scorpio will be donating to back to back. You won't be able to see it, but it's Make a Wish Foundation. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yo, man. head top. Matt, thank you for coming out today. And in the future, I'm gonna have you on again, of course. Any last words? That. Uh big shout out to you, man. I appreciate it. I love what you're doing. I love the whole donation thing. Um, uh, yeah, man. Big ups to you. Keep doing what you're doing and we'll keep in touch and keep checking out my music. Sweet. That's Real Talk with Star Scorpio. And we out. <laughs>